Okay, so I have a question for you. I may or may not have an answer for you. Can dinosaurs consent? Is, is there consent in what we've seen from dinosaurs so far? Well, what we've seen from dinosaurs so far is them being the initiator. So I would argue that that is enthusiastic and affirmative consent. Okay. Should dinosaurs have equal rights? What a loaded question. Should dinosaurs and humans be allowed to get married? Are, is this a lead into any... Have we started? Has there been a Supreme Court case called Big Al versus State of Wisconsin or any other that's state as you wish. That's probably just going to be that's probably just going to be for the polygamy which is illegal. Well yeah, that's Big Al versus State of Utah. He lost that one. No, he won that one. No, I don't think Utah they were married. I think he just has a uh, a, a harem. A harem? Uh well, if we've started, I have a sponsor for today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Tell me about our sponsor. Tell uh, me. This episode brought to us by whatever piece of shit coworker I have that stole my really gay lunchbox at work. We are corporate attorneys. This is unacceptable. Someone stole your lunchbox? It's a nice lunch tote. That was the nicest and cleanest one that I had, which is the one I took to the office, and it lasted one, in brackets, the number one, one day, because it was not only gone from the communal fridge, my lunch had been taken out and left there. Wait. Which was nice of them. Wait, wait, no, wait. I'd like to to restate that real quick to make sure I understand. Someone went into the communal fridge, saw your lunchbox, removed your lunch from it, left your lunch in the communal fridge, and then took the empty lunchbox with them? Yes. What? And I have not brought it up to anybody at work, because in the very tiny, like, 0.01% that I'm wrong, and for some reason I threw it away... Or or put it or hit it somewhere or something. It, like I I can't put a passive aggressive note up. I can't do anything. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna deal with it. I'm gonna be slightly bitter. But it was a lunch tote for a specific gay legal thing that I was a part of, and it's pride, which makes this a hate crime committed against me. Most likely by someone of from our own community, Liz. That's what makes me upset. Another gay saw that and was like, I want it, realized they couldn't get it because it was from a specific gay thing, and then took it. I, I think you should leave a note. I think you should leave a note that says, hi, on what day is this? No. Friday? No, on Liz, on, on Friday, somebody... On Friday, I believe somebody mistakenly took my lunch tote as I'm sure this was a reasonable mistake and not an intentional theft, I would appreciate having it back because it's irreplaceable. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I don't want the partners to only know me since I'm not social at all. I don't want the partners to know me as the girl that put sticky or the woman that put sticky notes on the fridge. 
I don't want to. I don't want to escalate this. I'm gonna take the L and bring my ugly, yucky lunch totes from now on and stare at suspicion at everybody I see in the hallway getting coffee. <laughs> but if you see, that's been my saga. No gay has ever suffered the way I have. This the month of our pride. Okay, but but I if if you see somebody else using that lunch tote, if you see that lunch tote in the fridge, you do have to steal it back, you know. Oh, I I absolutely will if I if I see it in the fridge. But I'm but also that's not gonna happen. It I'm not no because <laughs> it's just so petty and dumb and stupid. I was absolutely shocked that it would happen or that that it would happen like this. I've worked in some pretty shady places. No one's ever stolen my lunch tote. Why is someone taking my lunchbox? I'm a 30-year-old attorney. <laughs> Leave me alone. And why wouldn't they at least have the decency to eat your lunch, too? No, 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 no. This is, this is like someone stealing your wallet and being nice enough to give you back your credit cards. If you're gonna steal from me, just give me back something. Anyway, that's who this episode is brought to us by. Alrighty then. Well, uh, moving right along, we are still reading Lord Bartholomew's Ankylosaur Lover, where he has just been recommended to go to the zoo by his loyal butler Aragon after his titan of a girlfriend made fun of him for wanting to make love with her. He's a soy boy cuck. What can you do? <laughs> Bestiality. That's the solution. That is always the solution. Any problem, that is the solution. <laughs> chapter two. Should I do this entire chapter in a British accent? No. The carriage rumbled along Finchley Road to the London Zoo. Okay. No. No? No. Aw. The carriage... <laughs> the... Give me a second. You can't do it anymore. It has to be British. Yeah, now now I'm just now I'm just stuck. The carriage rumbled along Finchley Road to the London Zoo. Lord Bart swayed with the ricochet of the wheels bumping along the uneven cobbles. This is very well written for what it is. I know, right? That was the the thing that stuck out to me most last week. He wore a knee-length red velvet coat with shiny brass buttons, billowing silk trousers, ooh, and a fine linen shirt that clasped his throat with ruffles. Frills dripped from his wrists. My god, Beta. he is such a twink. Yeah. He swept the curtain away from the carriage window and watched the late afternoon scatter past, lighting a thin cigarette of clove and tobacco, <laughs> blowing smoke into the lonely darkness inside the carriage where he sat alone, always alone. Oh no! He imagined the perfect female, powerful, with broad shoulders and a muscled stomach, Thick, strong thighs, thighs that could crush his head like a watermelon. Hot. The allure of It's amazing of a how voice. many of my kinks these are. Pardon? It's amazing how many of these are my kinks. Also, red flag for any man that uses the word females. <laughs> he probably wears a trilby. Seriously. <laughs> the allure of a voice purring a low vibrato. A female that could render him helpless and hold him in complete domination. 
Lord Bart was God. just about to unlace his trousers and slide his hand down <laughs> to relieve himself. Oh, God. Oh, are you not? Are you not reading with your hand down your pants? I mean, I am. Yes. Aren't you? Absolutely. Always. All right, carry on. He was, after all, alone, and it was his carriage. When the carriage jerked to a halt, he dropped his cigarette on the plush floor of the coach and hurriedly stomped it out. The zoo, my lord, called Frederick, his coachman. The carriage door swung outward, and a small brass ladder unfolded to the ground. Fancy. How high up was his carriage? Uh, I don't know, like, they're usually, what, like, three feet in the air? They've got those big-ass wheels. True. Reddit has ruined me. There's a bot that's loose on Reddit that whenever it's a blank-ass whatever, it moves the hyphen one to the right, so instead of big-ass wheels, it's big-ass wheels. (laughs) Yes. Well, you could have just stopped, honestly, after Reddit has ruined me, because... (laughs) Reddit has ruined so many individuals, people. families, entire nations. <laughs> the brain rot I have from Reddit is irreversible. But but they have such good news. They're the premier news aggregator or something. Sure, I don't want Reddit to sue us, so sure. If that's what they say, then we agree. <laughs> Lord Bart exited. The tall, iron gates of the zoo stretched twelve feet high and ended in fat barbs to deter any of the wild beasts beyond the gate from escaping to ravage the people of London. Planks of wood- Wait, a fat woman named Barb is protecting the people of London from these animals? Yes. Opera singers, generally. You know, the- it's it's not over till the fat lady sings. This is their- this is their day job when they're not performing at night in the opera. Oh, opera doesn't pay that much, does it? Not in the 1800s. My musician friend waits tables. My musician friends do other things. Okay, let's move on before somebody gets arrested. Fat Barb is deterring any of the wild beasts beyond the gate from escaping to ravage the people of London. Planks of wood, whitewashed and decorated with black scrawling words, hung from loops of rope tied to the fence. They read, Exotic! Mystery! Monster! New from the darkest worlds! The beast never before spied by human eyes. All in capital letters. The aggressive letters jolted Lord Bart from his erotic reverie. What could the zoo's newest edition be? He approached the boy holding down the ticket booth. He was a short urchin with leering eyes beneath a jaunty (laughs) newsboy cap. I'm sorry. He approached the urchin. The leering urchin. (laughs) Okay. The sleeves of his... The sleeves of his tweed coat were stained dark from wiping his snotty nose. Ew. Two pounds, sir, he said. Lord Bart flashed his gold-embossed invitation, tucked into his jacket pocket by the impeccable Aragon. Of course, sir, said the urchin, unmoved from his position blocking Lord Bart's advancement. 
He sighed and dug a 50 pence tip from a jingle of forgotten coin in the right pocket of his velvet coat. Here you go. Off with you. The urchin shuffled aside. Lord Bart strode onwards. So, so vigorous and very British. Capuchin monkeys with cream faces and shoulders, contrasting with their black bodies, clung to spindly trees and hooted at him from the monkey house. Golden Lion Tamarin watched him with shiny black eyes, looking so much like smaller, more agile versions of the desert cats. Lord Bart strolled past yawning hippopotamuses, shrieking white-feathered cockatiels, and a sad brown bear who plunked on his bottom and stared down at his belly without paying the slightest attention to any of the observers. Zoos are sad. Yeah. They flowed instead towards the center of the zoo, the position of honor for the new exhibit. Jungle flora sprang up from either side of the excrement? Cement. Cement. Not the excrement walkway. The cement walkway. Okay. Sorry. Need to clean my glasses. The atmosphere emerging before him grew tropical. A rumble shivered through the ground, stroking the soles of his feet through his Portuguese-cobbled Oxfords. He quickened his step, heart beginning to thud. A wide crowd spanned the width of the new enclosure. London's ladies and gentry jostled each other for better vantage points, as usual. The rumble, again, lit through the concrete and tickled Lord Bart. Not a large man, he hovered behind a couple in tall elaborate hats and strained to catch a glimpse of the new animal. No. He would use his small stature to his advantage. He angled himself sideways and slipped between bodies, traversing the crowd with occasional pardons. The unseen animal emitted heavy, deep breathing. Lord Bart squeezed his small velvet self to the front of the crowd and gripped the fence. small velvet self. Okay. small velvet self. I'm just imagining someone the size of a child. Just just a tiny fuzzy man. The, the twinkiest of all twinks. All he wants is somebody that will crush his head between their thighs. That's all he wants. I'm happy to be on either side of that. It's not a very large head. <laughs> uh, pushed to the front of the crowd and gripped the fence, his chin level with the midpoint... Wait. His chin level with the midway point of a fence with barbs topping each black rod. There's Barb again. <laughs> There's many of them. They're sitting on the fence posts. Who's going to defend the city of London from these voracious beasts? Barb. Barb. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Barb. They loomed from the crest of a small hill that dipped down into an area feathered with ferns and leafy plants, ending in a wide moat. The animal seemed at first to be a strange cross between lizard and turtle, 
enormous, with a flat back offering spikes and a long curved tail ending in a frilled club. Glossy. Now that I know how kinky and horny this guy is, this is the fuckceratops. This is the fuckceratops. It, you know, spikes all I mean, it, all it's, up and it's down more their of back. the fuckleosaurus, but, you know. <laughs> and all I'm imagining is. Brett Kavanaugh? Is sexual. Da- like, I can't. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, as we established in season one, rides the fuckceratops on a daily basis. I would like to Every day. I, I would like to agree not to comment on the current news involving Brett Kavanaugh. That's fair. Uh, but I would like to just affirm my sincerely held belief that he rides every day. He wakes up and places himself on the fuckceratops gingerly and then rides it with vigor. Which, as a reminder... Until he ejaculates. As a reminder, it is a regular triceratops head with dildos for horns. Or, at this point, it could be a regular triceratops head. He could be very, very kinky. So spiky. In fact, he is. So as we spiky. know for a fact, Ow. he rides the fuckceratops. So spiky. Anything is a fuckceratops if you're, if you're brave, brave enough. enough. Glossy black feathers decorated the club like a Spanish dancer's alluring fan. The lizard took delicate nips from the crux of a fern, aware of the crowd, but powerful enough not to feel disturbed. Heavens! What is that monster? To Lord Bart's right, a woman covered her mouth with a white-gloved hand and asked her husband, "'Have some decorum, dearest,' said the husband. "'That's no way to address a lady. "'The beast before you is a young, vibrant Ankylosaurus "'plucked at the height of her... (laughs) "'Is everybody horny for this dinosaur?' "'No, no, finish, finish. "'Fertility? What? Come on. "'Plucked at the height of her... (laughs) The beast before you is a young, vibrant Ankylosaurus plucked at the height of her mating capabilities from the dark jungles of South Africa. Sorry, from the dark jungles of South America. That's not much better. My goodness, said the wife. Indeed, said the husband. Powerful. Indeed, said the husband, powerful, nubile, and without company. (laughs) I pity her. She's likely very lonely. Oh my god, no! Everybody. Lady Ankylosaurus held her armored body on thick, powerful legs. Her muscles pulsed as she shifted her bulk to address a new fern. Lord Bart's pulse quickened. Was this the strong woman he had been searching for his entire life? The dinosaur... Oh god, yes. (laughs) The dinosaur swung her tail and the feathered fan shivered. Lord Bart felt that shiver work its way down to his groin. 
Jesus. Her, s- her snout silhouetted by the fern, the ankylosaur raised her gaze to the crowd, a frond brushing each scaled cheek. Were they scales, or were they the softest, most delicate feathers he wanted to know? She locked eyes with Lord Bart. His heart stopped for one moment. Two. Was he dying? It beat again. He gasped. (gasps) (gasps) Lady Ankylosaur. Also on this picture, there is... On this on this page, there is an illustration, but it's an illustration of a Diplodocus instead of an Ankylosaurus. So you know, Ankylosaur. It is Ankylosaur. We did this last time. I've spent my entire life mm-hmm. thinking it was Ankylosaur, but it is Ankylosaur, isn't it? Yes. Thank you. I will take that correction and probably ignore it and discard it. <laughs> Lady Ankylosaurus fluttered her lashes. Her eyes weren't black, as he initially thought. They were the darkest tint of jade, an exotic precious stone his father's shipping company imported from the far east. They waded through mutual gaze, moving deeper into the connection. Lord Bart felt her acknowledgement rise above his knees, his hips, and as it reached his chest, his heart clenched again. He murmured to her. Layers of frills rose from her throat and behind her eyes. The frills glowed peach. She purred. Giant woman, make me horny. A poem grew within him. (laughs) No one wants your garbage poetry. Fair lady, feathered queen, your aura exotic but serene fills me with longing and fire, new and formidable desires smothered only by your strength atop me, crush me with the length of your body, sweet lady. I long to caress you. Say yes, Ankylosaur queen, your servant waits to please. You know, that might actually do it for me. He would prepare and return to her on the morrow to serenade her and thus court her dominance. I can't tell what this is, Liz. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't tell. I can't tell if I'm enthralled or if I'm grossed out or some weird, sexy combination of the two. Um, She's just minding her own business, leave her alone. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm, I understand the desire for giant, strong women. I get it. I have that desire every single day. I have unintentionally ogled tall women in public. You have unintentionally ogled tall dinosaurs in public? Well, you know, it. there isn't one at the zoo near me, so, so no. But I might ogle the human version of that. Like I said, I, I had the hots for Lucy Lawless as Xena when I was like seven. And when that's the show that makes you gay, it really sort of sets the parameters for your interests sexually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I, 
It feels like they have put just a little too much effort into this for it to be entirely a joke. Oh, no, 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 no. I was going to say, I'm. there's so much effort put into this, it really does feel like a joke. It's excellent. It, I, am, I am enjoying this. So long as nobody gets cannibalized. Again? I'm having again? fun. Again? Again, again. The other one didn't seem like it was a joke. This one does. This one, to me, this... This sounds like a fantasy. Who who wrote this? Ambrosia, uh, Ambrosia something. Who? Yeah, yeah. Assuming a a woman, but uh, may Ambrosia not be, but Penance. Ambrosia Penance. I imagine this like being a very empowering fantasy of a woman imagining herself as like a dinosaur so strong she could crush the skulls of weaker men, and then having a harem of of weak men to come and and service her. I didn't it's read the chapter. I didn't read the title of this chapter. Ah, what was it? In which Lord Bartholomew seeks to bury his sorrows in the London Zoo, but discovers something else to bury them in instead. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can call it there. All right. Let's call it there. Have a good night, everybody, or a good morning, or a good day. Or a good afternoon. Good hunting. Goodwill hunting? I've never seen that movie. Neither have I, so what a waste of a reference. Yeah, well done. Uh, bye. Bye. Hey, Memphis. Hello. You know what we haven't been doing lately? Telling people Fucking? to subscribe to our podcast and write comments and shit. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all, all that dude. all that social media uh, it it would help if we had uh, a website. We've been saying we were going to make our put our live site our live site web. Our website live for like months and I never finished that. You're right. This is all Liz's fault and I have not failed in my duties to promote this podcast in any way, shape, or form. Share this podcast with your mom. And your mom's friends. And, and your mom's your friends' moms. <laughs> Help us be the number one trending podcast amongst the demographic of elderly women. Somebody share our podcast with the queen. This takes place in London. It's relevant. <laughs> There are urchins. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Um, right. Well, with that, I think uh, we'll call it a day. Bye. Bye. And, and the way, are we you... filming this during business hours? <laughs>